Hello and welcome to the J-Rod Sports Pod with me, James Robson. And me, Ollie Dix. So today, Ollie and I are going to be looking back at a packed weekend of live sport, mainly looking at the NFL, but also a couple of big results from the Premier League. So let's jump straight into the conversation that Ollie and I are having about sport this week. Right, so Ollie, let's start with the NFL and the NFC North saw quite a lot of action this weekend. Um, the Packers lose the first game of the year for them, 38-10 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Packers scored all 10 of their f- points in the first quarter and Rodgers gave quite an aggressive touchdown celebration um, with a, a couple of hip thrusts, <laughs> air thrusts yeah. uh, in the uh, in the end zone. Uh, is this time to worry? Uh, well, I mean, it's the first time we've seen the Packers struggle, but they, like you said, there was that. Com- there was, I think, there was a bit of a build up. There's always a build up when it's Rogers versus Brady. Um, I saw someone refer to it as the goat versus the boat. I assume B stood for best. Yeah. Because, you know, he is probably the one that should have more. Yeah. Um, and so I think there is that build-up and, you know, for they they look dominant very early on. Um, but that very quickly disappeared. And I think Rogers might regret those, I think it was three hip thrusts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it might be, uh, it might be the worst... That the, the second, third, and fourth quarter might be the worst I've seen Rogers play in a long time. Yeah, but and also probably, and this is going out on a limb here, like the best defense he's faced this year, and you know I think that's that almost once you get hit in the face, it's very hard to like change that, and I mean like metaphorically here, like I, I mean I think he I think he was hit seven times in the first four games. Yeah. And then nine times this game. Yeah, and he, well, he was sacked four times. Yeah, and it's three times until now. Yeah. So you've got to think that that Tampa Bay defense is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and it's the first time that offensive line, the Green Bay offensive line, just didn't look like they had any answers. Like, it's not like they could just shut, you know, just shut one thing down. At least we can run the ball, or at least we can still have our play action like that it just wasn't there for Green Bay and once that's not there like yeah it just didn't look like they had any answers going for it and and f- like there was the f- I think Rodgers' first pick six since 2017 which is an insane stat um, but also like we've, we saw then that okay the good uh, field position that Brady then got he was he's someone that could take advantage of that yeah um and and they and they did uh they did by the third quarter this game was pretty much done and dusted yeah and the fun fact that we've we've got that that's been doing the rounds on social media yeah. uh, today is that after the game tom brady was spotted talking to packers offensive lineman john runyon uh brady was teammates with john runyon senior so the 23-year-old rookie's dad whilst they were at Michigan together. So finally, Brady is playing someone whose uh, father he used to play with, yeah. which is hilarious. Yeah, mental. Mental. 
and yeah just just crazy and i think is this whether this is a farewell tour or whether this is like legit him being down in tampa like it's like we we spoke a little bit about lebron's durability tom's durability is those two guys are on another level and i don't think we've ever seen anyone play for as good as they have for this long yeah the other side of of this packers loss means that the um chicago bears are now sitting atop the nfc north they're five and one. Uh, they beat the Carolina Panthers twenty three sixteen. Mick Foles, I wouldn't say is fills me with confidence. He still looks like the worst part of that Chicago team, and I think they're the worst five and one team I've seen ever. I mean, <laughs> until they lost, they were definitely the worst undefeated t- yeah. team I'd seen through four weeks. Um, yeah, no, there's there's not a lot that's convincing about them going forward. But the massive thing is that their defense just seems to be able to keep them in games and keep things close. Like teams aren't getting as many third downs, which you know is great for your defense. And sometimes, okay, Foles isn't keeping the Bears on the on their offense on the field for ages. But if your defense can just keep getting rest. It's going to do so much for you and the longevity of like keeping your team in the game for as long as possible. Okay, then turning our attention to New York, New York City, because it seems like the Giants have won the battle of New York <laughs> City because they have managed to get one win. Yes, please. And that is something that it looks increasingly like the Jets will not be able to do. Yeah. Each uh, week they seem to be further and further away. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants beat uh, the Washington football team 20 to 19. I mean it's great for Daniel Jones and Joe Judge to get a win. I'm not you know, I'm not ready to say this is a turnaround. But I think it, it I mean you've got to feel like okay, there's something there now. It's reassuring when you win the games when it's two bad teams you know if you can turn around and say there are four or five teams in the league that we know are worse than us yeah. now albeit this was 2019 and the washington football team had a chance to go and score at the end to kyle allen turn the ball over but actually to go and win these games is is massive and i think that's the important thing for the giants if they can get three or four wins this year because they're going to play that NFC uh, East, East is is awful. Yeah, and so if they can, they they'll get to play the the Cowboys and the Eagles and Washington probably again. So that's another win potentially in there as well. Yeah, you'd like to think, uh, but the, I mean the Jets played Miami, um, got I'm going to say blown out. Yeah, it was pretty pretty convincing so much so that Miami um, took Matthew Fitzpatrick out Matthew Matthew that's the golfer isn't it yeah uh, <laughs> Ryan. took Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> out and put in uh, to a tug of a lower I think that I mean like he only played what a handful of plays yeah I think he, he had one set of downs and they didn't quite make the first down and that was but it looked... He looked comfy. He looked, yeah. Like, he he looked, was quite he looked, happy rolling out. 
he looked like what you'd expect a fifth round, a fifth number five draft pick to look like. Yeah, yeah, no, f- for sure. Like to a fifth overall, like looked. Yeah, like he he understood the offense. He knew what he was trying to do. Looked comfy, but also, I don't think we potentially thought that this was as bigger thing for him as it seemed to be. Like yeah. he was back out on the field after the game had finished, just sat on the 15 yard line, full kit still, just soaking it all in. Like everyone just seemed to be like so happy for the dude. And sometimes you forget about these things that like he had a season, a career ending injury like yeah. two, three years ago and is now playing in the NFL. Like that's incredible. Do you think this happens more and more now? Or are the or the Dolphins, we keep saying, we talk about all these like teams that are struggling to get wins. The Dolphins seem to be winning too much for their own good and for Tua's own good. Yeah, but I don't think that's a bad position for them to be in because I think the longer that they can afford to let Tua sit, yeah, the better it is for him. Yeah. Um, with the Jets, quickly, they are now the only winless team in the NFL as the Atlanta Falcons copied the Houston Texans in firing their head coach uh, and GM and then going and winning the next game quite convincingly. Yeah. So that Vikings team is on their way to becoming one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, but, uh, you know, as we said, they're going to have to fight pretty hard to beat the Jets to that position. <laughs> it's very true. Um, Adam Gase, the Jets uh, head coach, surprisingly still the Jets head coach, uh, was not particularly happy that defensive coordinator Greg Williams openly criticised the team on TV. You, I mean, just from like a management standpoint, you can't have that kind of stuff going on. Like, it's got to be okay when when the cameras are off and we're behind closed doors. We've got to have an open, honest conversation about it. But you've got to present one narrative yeah. to the media, and you can't start pointing fingers. How long does Gase have? Because all minutes, <laughs> but it seems like it's not. You know, it seems like everyone other than the Jets seems to be like, or the Jets organization. The fans are fully aware that they are awful, but everyone other than the Jets seems to be like, "How has Adam Gase still got a job?" But the Jets don't seem to be doing anything. Like we heard rumblings that Dan Quinn was going to leave before he did. You know, yeah. it was like, okay, like we're looking to week six or week five. But with the Jets, it's like, yeah, you can see the year out if you want. Is this like, are they now Trevor Lawrence like uh, full, territory? Full, fully, fully, but fully, fully. Is Donald that bad? No, but I just think he was drafted by a different organisation. You think they're happy for Gase to run this year out, get Lawrence and what, then give him two more years? I mean, if, if he manages to convince someone to let him do that it'll be phenomenal but like you're then almost in the same position again if Gase does stay drafts Lawrence only lasts a year you then get someone else in who wasn't the guy that drafted Lawrence and then you're in a position where like you're just going around in this circle and it's it's not even a good circle to be going around in yeah I uh, I think they have to fire him before the end of the year It, it, it the way that they have ruined Sam Donald's career is criminal. Hmm. And and fair play to uh, Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell yeah, for getting get out, out of there. Get out. Um, give a number though. What week? 
Adam Gase does not have a job in week. When's their bye week? Do we know? No. I think they might do it in the bye week. Right. What, to what, limit losses. Whatever that is. Well, no, so give someone two weeks to get in. Give someone and two change weeks it. To, to actually be able to settle in as opposed yeah. to three days or four days. Interesting. Okay, then pivoting round to the rest of the NFC, uh, the AFC East then. Um, it's... It's a sad one for you. This is hard, well, isn't it? Yes and no. Because, so this is the furthest in a season that the Patriots have been less than a five, a 50% win ratio. Yeah. They're th- since two and three. 2002. Which was they, a good year. Yeah. <laughs> they lost 18-12 to the Broncos. I mean, yes, that's an awful situation to be in. But they were close at the end. And they, they, I mean, they literally had shots to win it. Yeah. And with everything that's happened, I mean, like Cam Newton's had COVID and been off for a couple of weeks and come back, looked rusty. Yeah. I don't think this is panic stations yet. Because the Patriots have always started slow and without the preseason... You're going to expect it, especially with a new system and a new quarterback and things like that. They're still trying to figure out their identity. I have no concerns about the Patriots making the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because at the moment, you're third in the AFC East. Yeah. So the Bills are 4-1. and one. Yeah. The Dolphins are 3-2. and two. And then it's the Patriots. You think there's enough there? You pay the Jets probably twice. Yeah. So I- you think there's enough there for... I think there's I think there's enough. I the I, biggest takeaway I have from that game, you know, is when there was a loose snap and Cam fumbled it and boy has he learned his lesson from that Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I've ne- never seen anyone dive on a ball and be so sure of making sure that they got that ball. Yeah. I don't this is a massive statement. <laughs> I think they win five of the six divisional games they've got this year two against the Jets right yeah two against the Dolphins right and one against the Bills you five out of I think we, I think the Patriots win five out of six of those mm. I think you lose to the Patriots lose to the Bills twice yeah okay and the you, Dolphins once so three and three in the division yeah Okay. I, don't, I think after yesterday, I think that's quite a tall order. Because you're not now just looking at like conference. You're looking at like purely in your division. Very rarely have we ever had to sit and look at how can the Patriots win games in their division. Yeah. You know, that's always been the foregone conclusion. And we've seen games like this against the Broncos who aren't, in great, aren't a team in great form necessarily. And Bill's been able to find, you know, a winning formula. Either the defense has won the games to get them out of the hole, or you know, Tom and and Jules have been able to do something, you know, something like that. Whereas actually, yesterday looked like there didn't seem to be any obvious answers. So, okay, the Patriots have the Forty Niners. Then the Bills at home, then the Jets at home, then at the Ravens, 
Texans at home. The Cardinals. Who knows what they're who about? Who knows what they're about? The Chargers, the Rams, then the Dolphins, then the Bills, then the Jets. So it's not hard, but I could see those last three games, Rams, Bills, and Jets. Dolphins. Sorry. Bills, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. You're going to have to win all three of those to make the playoffs. The rest you could probably go evens. I think, but I do think they've played... Other than that Ravens game. I don't have... It's not a lack of confidence in the Patriots. It's more... I think there are a lot of other good AFC teams at the moment. Other than that Ravens game, though, I think they've played the three hardest opponents that they will have. Which was the Seahawks, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. No, I completely agree with that. I think the schedule is quite favourable. Yeah. Um, what's hard is those divisional games are always closer than you they Once. should ever be and but then also at the same time like you yeah I like obviously the Browns lost yesterday but like there are a lot of other good teams in there that you know you've got both the Ravens and the Steelers will make the playoffs Yeah. so already that's one wildcard team gone mm-hmm. you know and I just think like the Raiders will probably be a wild card team at some point, and so then I think like it's not a matter of like I don't think they'll win the division. So then it's like okay, who else is there that's knocking around that's decent? You know, fair enough. Okay, talking about the Browns then because uh, they got absolutely pumped yesterday by the Steelers. <laughs> uh, I mean, everyone was sort of billing this to be the game of the week, um, but the Steelers looked really, really good. Was this, so we'll go into it a bit more, but straight off the bat, was this the Steelers looking really good or was this the Browns, like the same old Browns? I think the Steelers, it matches up well. The Steelers have got a good run defense yeah, and the Browns have got a run game and that's about it. Right. And so I think they matched up favorably for the Steelers. Yeah. And they kind of forced the Browns to play left-handed by making Baker throw the ball. And we have said that the Browns look good this year when they can run it. Yeah. And when they and in a situation like yesterday when they couldn't run it, you're then a bit like, well, where do we go now? Yeah. And we got to see some of Case Keenum because the Browns pulled out Baker Mayfield when they were 31-7 down. Uh, he was 10 for 19 and two interceptions. Not a great day in the office for Baker Mayfield. No, and he's just almost running out of time now. I do have to ask the question of who starts next week. Baker. You think? Yeah. How many starts does he have left in him? Or how many games like this? I think he has a lot of games left in him that are like this. But how many games will he be allowed to play like this? I genuinely think he might. I think this might have just been a bad game. I've actually been quite positive and quite surprised by the Browns in the start of the season and actually you can make a career out of handing the ball off and you know playing quarterback off the play action so I'm not worried no my only fear for Baker is that the Browns are suddenly in a nice position and they're four and two and I think there's almost now going to be a bit of pressure that they need to keep on winning 
you yeah. know and if they start losing more and more then this playoff stream goes out the window probably quite quickly and they know they have someone in case keenum who as a backup coming in can perform i mean i think they and can i trust case keenum to make more throws than baker mayfield yeah i mean i still think they can go like eight and eight yeah like i think that that might be and actually if you think about where they were well, it's definitely it. a step on it's just yeah. hard when you're four and one eight and eight looks not, not that great you yeah. know okay now looking at the premier league because i mean two, two bits of news that we're just going to quickly run through in the premier league first of all this is you know talking about a tough one for me with the new england patriots this is going to be a tough <laughs> one for you virgil van dyke uh out for eight months suffered a ruptured acl uh in a horrific clash with jordan pickford initial thoughts feelings and emotions uh the var boy yo because they were checking for offside came out and said that they were so focused on the offside that they didn't even check the challenge so that is good annoyance at that first of all uh and yeah it's just sad i think like no one you never wish injury on anyone like but also like an acl is like in any sport it's it's season ending and and that's the sad thing um and unfortunate and he is and has been one of if not the best center back in the world for the last two years three years maybe um and it's very unfortunate for liverpool's title defense to to lose someone like that so the fa have looked into it and they've said that they don't need to do any more you know they they don't need to find Pickford or suspend him or anything like that. He obviously made an attempt to apologise afterwards, which yeah. wasn't exactly met with <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> acceptance at that point, I'm yeah. sure it will be at you know at some point. At some point, but I mean, ha, uh, it's hard to say how much Liverpool suffer. But I really think they're going to. I think you've seen from other teams how much uh, what we've said about Liverpool in the last few years or the last year was that what separated them was their defence yeah I think Van Dijk's probably worth 10 goals which in turn is probably worth what 10 points yeah maybe a bit more maybe a bit more and I think like that that makes a massive difference my only as a Liverpool fan trying to see the positive side of it is how good Thiago looks. Yeah. He looks like he's come into the Premier League and is almost the best player in the Premier League straight away. Mm-hmm. And like the only confidence there is that like there's that quality going forward that there might be enough in the rest of the pitch. And potentially having him in there means you can drop Fabinho back and like these are Klopp's probably got all these contingency plans and everything. Um for his like for Liverpool to go ahead um but it yeah I think anyone who says it's not a concern is lying anyone who says they're not mad is probably lying as well is it are we going to see Liverpool playing Leeds United football where it's just score more goals no not at all I think (laughs) the the Klopp trusts his like way of tactics 
like enough and I think he probably has confidence that like Gomez and Matip when they came on looked manageable but you just question the consistencies yeah. and actually they're both quite injury prone players themselves so how long do they last as a pairing who knows yeah who knows especially with Champions League starting this week yeah Okay, and the last bit of news that we've got to get to is that Gareth Bale came on in the 72nd minute to make his glorious Spurs return. Long awaited. Long awaited. Everyone was excited. The saviour has come back. And they squandered a 3-1 lead. West Ham scored two late goals. Lanzini scored a drawing goal in the 92nd minute. 3-3. Yeah. To add insult to injury, Bale had a one-on-one, which would have sealed the game. Yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I mean, you can't put it down to the fact that he came on. No, not at all. This isn't, but it's almost vintage Spurs. Yeah, like as an Arsenal fan, very happy about this. You can take the Bale out of Spurs, but you can't take the Spurs out of Bale. Yeah, (laughs) Um, and you know, I wish we had the all or nothing on now. You know, because this would have been great to see Mourinho in the changing rooms after. Um, But, but yeah, I think one. It's incredible for the Premier League to have games like this because, again, best league in the world. Um, but also to have someone like Bale back is you know, incredible. I'd like to take the opportunity to apologise to, to absolutely nobody, <laughs> my boys at West Ham. Oh really? Yeah, because I was. Uh, you got you jumped off that ship quite quickly. Yeah, I was big time on the ship. Yeah, you were last like. Year. Full, full, like ringleader on yeah, the ship, yeah. and then I didn't. I, you know, I thought it was a flash in the pan, Moise. But actually, this has turned out to be uh, a solid investment moving forward. Yeah, and um, I'm happy to say that I've uh, requested, requested, requested a ticket, forgiveness for for the ship again. Yeah. And uh, I'm back on. I'm back on with the lads. <laughs> we the boyos. We, we're doing quite well. As far as our last year's boys to stay up, my Villa team, although they're not my Villa team after last weekend. No. <laughs> but they're unbeaten. I think yeah. they play tonight, actually. Um, or Monday night. Um, okay, so if you're back on the ship, where's this ship going? How far does it go up, River? Uh, look. Can it go into Europe? No. Right, so you're on a ship that's going to the middle of the table. No, we're, you should just we're Leicester. You've got we're Leicester. Two, two tickets we're Leicester from for two mid-le- mid-table teams in West Ham and Arsenal. I won't take that. <laughs> we're Leicester from a couple of years ago without the flash in the pan win. Without the win. They're so. just building, building, building. Mark my words, six years, West Ham, top five. Would you sign David Moyes to a six-year deal right now? Uh, well, a Pardew deal. Hasn't he only... Oh, no, it's Pardew's only yeah, just been stopped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, probably probably not no I think if Alan, uh, Alan Pardew David Moyes can take this West Ham team to a similar ilk of what David Moyes' Everton teams were yeah I think that is a bloody good job well done yeah but I don't think that will be enough for him to keep his job I think those West Ham owners are like we believe we can win the league and every year that we don't win the league we're like why are we not winning in the league or at least being in Europe 
You never, never question the ownership. You know what I mean? Never question the ownership. <laughs> That's good. That was a good test, that was. Yeah. And you, you came through with flying colours. Fully on board. <laughs> um, just quickly, we we always like to do this when there's a Monday night football game. Yeah. And then we get to see what comes happen and what yeah. comes uh, to fruition. The Chiefs play tonight. You have to remind me who they play. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Prediction. Uh, Chiefs win 35-31. Oh, wow. Uh, Le'Veon Bell rushes for 100 yards. No. Over or under? Under. Under. How low would I have to go for you to go over? 70. Really? Yeah. I don't think he comes in. I think he... I think combined yardage maybe 150. Oh wow, that's I think I think they big. I think they throw to him more than they use him as a runner. Interesting. I think the Bills might win. Whoa! I think this Bills defense is as good as their, if not better than their uh, offense. Wow! Except when Derrick Henry is running in the ball. Yeah. But also, did you see him yesterday uh, on Sunday line up? Uh, in the shotgun. Oh, that's that. Ryan Tannehill out yeah, yeah. out wide, and then just ran it straight in. And Deshaun Watson's face when the toin cost went towards the Titans. The toin cost. <laughs> is that what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the coin toss. <laughs> what is the toin cost from? The toin cost. It's when uh, you flip the toin, and Derek Henry says tails, and it goes to tails. No, no. There's um, some someone. There's like some famous thing that's like, oh, I always say toin cost. I was going to try and make something up. I'll have to find it. Deshaun Watson. Um, Quickly, yes or no, the overtime in the NFL needs to change. Yes. Uh, Yes or no, on the J-Rod pod, we should discuss our brand new ideas next week as to what overtime should be. Yes, and if if anyone listening has got any ideas, then need to send it in. (laughs) Very good. Right, so thank you very much for listening to that episode of the J-Rod Sports Pod. Join us on Friday when we're looking forward to a live weekend of sport, including the Portuguese Grand Prix from Portimao Grand Prix Circuit, which is very exciting. All the teams have been flying out the last couple of days. But until then, please make sure that you be a friend and tell a friend about the J-Rod Sports Pod.